It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You just have to bounce up and down to that. Yeah. There's nothing you can do about it, is there? <laughs> uh, time for the women's game with Alicia Carnabas and a lot to get through. Evening, Alicia. How are you guys? It's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. It is. There's so much to get through, so let's not waste any time. The Matildas announcing today uh, they play France in a final warm-up game in Melbourne ahead of the Women's World Cup. Uh, Another good chance for them to play another of the favoured teams, of course. But uh, the French, like a few other uh, women's national teams around the world at the moment, seem to be in a little bit of strife, don't they? And there is a rumour that both coach and the Federation president will step down today. What news do you have on that for us? Yeah, there's some pretty strong rumours, right, about this. And it, it is it is definitely um, something that's looking like it's coming to fruition um, from the angle of the French Federation, of course, the women's coach as well. So I heard that that resignation was expected to be tended by close of business today at French time. So they're about nine hours behind us, um, which is huge news. Uh, up until the weekend, I think we hadn't heard too much about France having having any issues but here we are a week later we were talking about Canada last week and it looks like the French team are in much the same state of disarray so look it's from my angle if we can try and get teams back on the straight and narrow I think it's favorable for the World Cup there are a lot of teams with similar issues now Um, and as much as that's um, great for for our Matildas and holds them in good stead I just don't think it's crash hot for for world football, world women's football at the moment. So yeah. I think the quicker they come to these decisions and the conclusions and solutions, I think they're better. Absolutely. I mean, you want to see the likes of Wendy Renard play at a Women's World Cup. She's one of the best defenders in the women's game around the world at the moment. Um, you mentioned those issues with Canada. Their president, Nick Bontis, resigned on Monday as well. Now, of course, they're in Australia's group. Is that going to help the resolve the ongoing ructions with the Olympic gold medalists ahead of the World Cup, do you think? Look, I, I really hope so, and it probably goes against the, the grain of all things Matildas, but I want to see our Matildas win against a full strength and, and fully cohesive Canadian team yeah. uh, come the group stages. I I just think that's in the best interest of football. It's in the best interest of the success of this World Cup. And I think um, in Australian, I guess, sporting History, if we remember good good moments, it was never without the greats, you know. So I'd like to see those stronger teams in our in our pool and beyond um, at full strength and, as I said, cohesive. I think it's just super important. So if that's the case in Canada and that sort of um, transition between presidents occurs and it settles their troops, I think, again, it's in the best interest of this their team and, and this World Cup as well. Alicia, looking at the A-League women's over the weekend, Western United had a, a huge win away um, at Newcastle, um, despite missing their coach due to injury. Um, he got a calf injury, Mark there you go. So, there you go. so he's number two <laughs> out to take charge. <laughs> Look, that was that was obviously helped by the uh, the red card to Emily Garnier after only 18 minutes. Um, but another goal for Hannah Keane, and, and it keeps Western United's lead at the top looking quite good. Yeah, yeah, and... 
Hannah Keane, I think, her stat now is at 11 goals in 14 games, which is decent. It's, it's really, really fantastic for any striker to have that sort of statistic. Pity she's not Australian. I think it's fantastic for her. But um, I, I do look at Western United to be now the, the real front runner and the team to beat. They've sort of made their, their claim for that minor premiership. Um, I think they've got one hand on it now, just in that result over the weekend. So it was a huge win for them and, and one that they will be looking to continue, I think, coming into the Sydney match this week is to try and secure that win and get that step closer to the minor premiership. Yeah, that's, I mean, essentially, I guess, a premiership decider. If Western win it, uh, Sydney are their closest rivals, but they've got a couple of games in hand. So a win for Western would take them well clear. And they have had some uh, issues with their squad, of course, West. They've lost Amy Medwin to an ACL, which seems to be the mm-hmm. the curse of women's football. I see today that they've signed uh, Tiana Jaber, is it, or, or Jaber? I, I don't know how you pronounce her surname, but she's come in as a replacement. And, of course, Chloe Legazzo yep. has returned to the USA as well. So uh, they're having to deal with one or two changes in key positions. Yeah, absolutely. And I think... Um in my opinion, any good team usually has has the backup to sort of um, secure and, and fill those positions in that void. So I think that's really, really important as well that they have that to the likes of Chloe Legazzo. Um, they would have planned for that as well, I'd imagine. They would have known Chloe being on loan, would have been going back to the US. So I think that plan was already in place, I'm sure, from the coaching staff. Um, I guess who replaces Chloe is, is already in place. Mm. Uh, elsewhere in the A-League women's, uh, Canberra United and Perth uh, are really starting to put the pressure on the top four. And I, I noticed that Catherine Zimmerman scored, well, one of the goals of the season for me for Melbourne victory against Adelaide. Uh, but again, talking of absentees, can victory fill an Alex Chidiak-sized hole in their team and go on to do the three-peat? It's decent, isn't it, that hole? I mean, yeah. Alex, for me, has been one of the informed players for the entire season, to be fair. And her form was just outstanding again for the Matildas. That goal that she she scored was sensational. So I think for victory, um, Alex really was was the linchpin in that team, um, particularly in that transition from defence into attack and and that creativity and spark that she naturally brings uh, with her game for any team. And there's a bit of talk that Elise Helen Knight might have that opportunity to fill that void in midfield and perhaps stake her claims towards the World Cup as well and start to get those minutes up that perhaps she hasn't really had. I know she was called into the Matildas team, uh, but didn't really get probably the minutes that they were looking for as well. So there's a void to be filled for sure. But if anyone can fill it, I think KK can. In the Women's FA Cup in England, Sam Kerr was on target yet again in a big fifth-round clash uh, for Chelsea against Arsenal. Uh, I mean, incredible. Her 81st goal in her 100th competitive game for Chelsea coming days after she flew halfway around the world after playing three games in a week. Incredible what she's doing. Yeah, it's phenomenal, isn't it? Like the statistics are absolutely huge um, for Sam. And we're getting to the stage where it's actually expected. Like Mm. (laughs) we don't really think anything different, to be fair, um, when we see these stats around Sam. So I think from that angle, um, sometimes we take her for granted in many, many ways. But Huge, huge credit to her and the achievement and what she continues to do for world football is is phenomenal. So full credit to her. She didn't make the podium again, though, in the FIFA Best Award. She did make the FIFA Pro World 11, and we want to finish off by asking you about that. Uh, The FIFA Best Awards. Alexia Puteas named the world's best for a second year in a row. Uh, Serena Wiegman, the the best best coach. She won the Euros, of course, with England 
last year. Uh, Patea is a little bit of a, a controversial choice for some. Uh, did, would she have got your vote? Maybe she did. Maybe you did vote. Look, I don't know. No, I didn't. I wouldn't have voted for for Pateus, To be fair, I was surprised at her win. I think she was just a little bit outside of the running for me. I actually thought Beth Mead would have been the, the player to take this one out. But um, for sure, I think from Sammy's angle, it's disappointing. But at the same token, when you look at the calibre of players, she was named in the 11 for the women's um, World Women's Leagues. And I, I look at the players on the men's side and I'm thinking she's up there with Mbappe and Messi and and Eric Holland, I'm going, well, that's not, not a bad comparison if you if you look at it from that view as well. So Pateus is probably a surprise, I think, for many, many people, particularly given her injury and her lack of time with the Spanish team. But the results are there, and some of us scratch our heads, and I think there's a few people quietly pretty happy with the result all in all. So yeah. disappointing for Sammy, but I think her time's coming. Well, let's hope so. Uh, obviously, the Women's World Cup is not t- too far away. Uh, we've got to leave it there, Alicia, but uh, thanks as ever for your time, and we will uh, speak to you again same time, same place next week. Will do. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Thanks, Alicia. Thanks, Alicia. That's Alicia Carnavas with our Women's Football Roundup. Uh, another quick break on the other side of it. Uh, we'll wrap up some of the action in the rest of continental Europe and uh, read out some of your text messages as well.